Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. Hi and welcome to episode 58 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. We're excited today to have another special guest with us. Uh, Emily, if you wouldn't mind doing the honors of introducing who's at the table with us today. I love introducing our guests. It makes me so happy. Uh, today, we actually have our first in-person guest in a while. It's Probably been over a month. Yeah. Over a month. Uh, so we have Barrett Faba here today. Um, so he, you might know him from his Instagram handle, True Exodus. He has an awesome Instagram where he shows some of his instructional videos with us, mostly pistol, but really just everything. Um, and he's an awesome educational guide in this industry, but also he's got some awesome build projects going on and we're excited to help him out with those today. So welcome, Barrett. Thank you so much. Uh, I just, to, to the Facts and Firearms family, just being able to be welcomed in here and be able to tr be treated well and uh, be able to have some just time to spend with you guys, some space to share with you guys. It's just been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's Yay. totally our pleasure too. Uh, you know, I know some some folks uh, who maybe haven't followed you already, Barrett, but uh, you know, have probably seen you if they follow us because uh, you were out at the primary yeah. arms range day. That's where we met. Yeah. yeah. And so, all, so, those, all those days ago. Uh, all those days ago. <laughs> all those days ago. Back in July. And when uh, uh, and so he got to uh, you got to shoot some of the pistol comps and everything before. Before they came out uh, uh, earlier in September, you got to yes. shoot really everything from our from our catalog, um, and you got to shoot one of our Ion Ultralights. I didn't shoot any AR pistols, so okay. F, so any pistol calibers yeah. that you had. So like your nine mil, okay. I don't think I shot that. I yeah. shot your your Glock series and mm -hmm. your Ion. Very good. Awesome. Very yes, good. which is something you've just built, yeah, right? Yeah, we just built out the Ion, 4.95 uh, pounds, incredibly light. Awesome. I kind of see my eight-year-old kind of get behind that, but at the same time, uh, you know, the the 5.56223 platform is a great self-defense platform. And to kind of imagine some just ladies, you know, under five foot, under 100 pounds, uh, older ladies, you know, just anything, any, mm -hmm. anyone that has that kind of build or that kind of like, um, just not a lot of strength to them to hold up something for five minutes. You can hold up that gun for 15 minutes. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. And also in the, you know, we found some folks in the competition realm who enjoy it too. I mean, you know, if you're doing tactical games type stuff or whatever, even if you hook, line and sinker, don't get a full eye on, but you get pieces from it, you know, pencil barrel, uh, carbon fiber, handguard, lightweight bolt carrier group, that sort of thing. You know, it's, it's been uh, definitely been a, a hot ticket for that. But, um, you know, Barrett, like we were talking a little bit off camera earlier, you know, facts that we believe in the fellowship of firearms, you know, we believe that, you know, there are memories that are made with it there are bonds that are you yes. know strengthened you know when you're out at the range or hunting or, or doing whatever it is you do in the sport um so for those uh, folks who maybe you know don't know you yet if you want to mind just giving them a little bit of background sure. on uh, kind of how you got started in the industry and, and and where you are today sure well um i think it all started when i was in bible college here in cincinnati i went to cincinnati bible college and it was uh 2005 moving into 2006 that there was a girl on our campus who her and her boyfriend were held up again point at the purple people bridge. And unfortunately he was tied to the bridge and she was taken and she was raped. Um, and it was just an awful, horrible thing for our little tiny campus at that particular time. And, uh, but by the grace of God, she was actually dropped back off on campus and they caught the guy later, but that really kind of was the tipping point for me as to really ask the question, like, well, if I'm supposed to be the husband and the protector and the provider that God has called me to be, 
I should know how to use a firearm. Uh, at that particular time, you know, I was 140 pounds, six foot, 140 pounds, you know, yeah. you know, a child could whip up on me. And so I was just like, that makes a lot of sense. And I grew up as a hunter and as an angler. So firearms and fishing rods and bows, those were nothing. That was nothing new for me. But the idea of, of the firearm being a tool for self-defense Never saw it from that paradigm. Uh, one of my best friends, still my best friend to this day, Dr. Tom, uh, he invited me to go get my concealed carry permit for the first time. So I had to go out and buy a gun. I bought a SIG 226 mm-hmm. and uh, went and learned. And, and after I took my first class and I was in Bible college, I really I got a part time job just so I could pay for ammo and training and just do that as much as I can. And Tom and I shot for about three times a week. And it just grew from taking everybody's classes in the Cincinnati area and the kind of the northern Kentucky area into, you know, just teaching my friends about gun safety, because if you have a firearm, people are going to naturally gravitate towards you as far as their instructor. And it's like, right. Hey, take me out to the range this weekend. And they may not be qualified at all to show anybody, but at least because they have some knowledge that they do. And so that's really what it came down for me. I had a lot of friends that were just like, Hey, teach me about this. And so I was kind of showing them the four fire missiles safety, you know, all those different types of things and grew into my knowledge of it and grew and loved the teaching aspect of helping somebody who's very, very afraid, very nervous, very kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this and allowing somebody to have their confidence grow and uh, their proficiency grow with something like a firearm. It was very rewarding for me early on. So, um, you know, fast forward, I got a bachelor's and I got a master's from Cincinnati Christian University. And I went out to um, my church hired me uh, in Poseville, Indiana. It's a little church called Old Union Christian Church. In fact, I just preached my last sermon there after 11 years of being there. And in 204 years, uh, I had the longest tenure. Wow. the ministers that have gone through that church. So I've, I'm really blessed and really grateful to God for the opportunity to be in that small church. And uh, 2000, oh, I've been, I was teaching firearms from 2010 to about 2012, just kind of gun safety, family kind of things. And uh, in 2012, my church let me build a berm uh, at, on church property. That's a cool church. So that we could, so that we could host Zombie Day yeah. in 2012. <laughs> I posted up 10 flyers in 10 different gun stores for Zombie Day, and we had 326 shooters from oh, eight wow. different states wow. come and stand in line for two hours <laughs> as they had um, RSOs that would take them through this course of fire of these latex and foam zombies that were just incredibly well done. And that event, after that, I asked the church, can I keep the berm up? And they saw the ministry potential. They saw how it served the community as far as just scouts and archery clubs and just all the different things that we could do. So let me hold it up there. And uh, still taking classes, still growing in not only my knowledge, but also teaching people. And I started teaching people fundamentals. Um, but really, in at the end of 2014, I started getting an Instagram. Um, and something that people don't know about uh, where I kind of uh, lived at and started the Instagram was that <laughs> uh, we have a 1.5 meg internet connection where I live at. And so the only platform that would support any type of uploading was Instagram. Yeah. So I never intended to get big on social media, never intended for any of those things. And it just so happened that, um, in 2005, April of 2015, I had a thousand Instagram followers and my wife and I were just jumping up and down in the uh, um, kitchen. We just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And then in July of 2015, so April, I had a thousand Instagram followers. And then in July of 2015, I had 25,000 Instagram followers. 
And I was flying back from Honduras after going to a missions trip. I was teaching some pastors down there and I was flying back. And I remember hitting that 25,000 mark. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's just incredible. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, the Holy Spirit spoke in my heart and it was very clear. He said, um, I don't want you to spend any more money on guns and ammo. And I was just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I just you got sure? 25,000 Instagram <laughs> followers in that short amount of time. Like, are you serious? And uh, he didn't really respond back. Um, uh, and so I just kind of sat on, sat on that for a couple of days. And I remember like day two or day three, I really confirmed it. I really did confirm it in my heart of hearts. And I said, okay, God, I'm not going to spend any more money on guns and ammo. And the next day I got my first ammo sponsor that called me. And the next week after that, I had my first pistol sponsor that called me. And then he reminded me, our father reminded me that these are all my resources. These are my people. And, you know, I will get you what you can manage in its proper time. And so um, I think it's during that time, I actually had a viral video of me shooting some bottle rockets at myself, which weren't really <laughs> bottle rockets. They were like the Saturn missiles. <laughs> They're the ones where the ma- missiles are like that big and they shoot out. Yeah. Well, I took that. And after coming out of a lot of simulation classes and things like that, I realized that people shooting at you provide a lot of stress in which you're now hyper focused and you're now in that you're in the red, so to speak. And that's where when you put your camera on you, you can see all the mistakes that you're making and things like that. So I posted that video and I just thought it was cute and fun, but that really, I mean, that really blew up and it blew up in such a way. I, I, I can't remember how many views it got, but if it didn't get 500 million views within the first, I think it was like six months. I'm, I mean, it, it went all over. I mean, I saw some things on Facebook where it had 100 million views. And I saw things on other things where it had 150 million views. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really popping off. And I had people who were messaging me and texting me and calling me and saying things like, like, you're in the industry and you're making a lot of waves <laughs> in the industry now. And I'm like, yeah. what? what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, in, in the firearms industry, like people know you now. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't know, like, what are you talking about? And um, so I realized that I was upsetting a lot of people with things like, well, that's not how you should train. And that's not, you're not setting a good example without realizing that I was an example to begin with. And it took me a while to really come into the understanding that, oh, I have a large estate, real estate of the firearms industry, um, not only for the individual direct consumer, but also the, the influencers and the companies that follow me and the CEOs that follow me, that you really act, you you have to set a good example. And so that was really kind of that, that first start into it. So I've always been kind of, um, you know, in, in the firearms industry, we always say that safety is priority. And so that's where I've always placed my, my focus, you know, I've had unsafe moments as a Mm -hmm. firearms handler and firearms instructor have learned from those things and, and just grown in the fundamentals and realized, you know, I wasn't a military guy, wasn't a law enforcement guy, was trying to learn concealment from a people who just had military and law enforcement backgrounds that didn't seem from an educator standpoint. Um, and from an educator standpoint, when I hear another educator talk or a public speaker talk, I hear what you're saying, but I also hear what you're not saying. Mm-hmm. I, I hear what you're saying, but also know the, the depth and the reservoir, the knowledge in which you're speaking from as well. Like I have a gauge for that. And I was listening to these military and law enforcement guys just going, I don't think that this is where you excel at. 
And so I started to grow and develop my own process of shooting from concealment because nobody was really showing me that ABC one, two, three. I was getting lots of different things from lots of different people, but nothing that was really consistent until I said, you know what? It's not about performance that gets you to, you don't focus on performance to get you to performance. You focus on process to get you to performance. And so I was focusing on that process of drawing from concealment, really just kind of put myself to that, started teaching people taught, you know, two and a half, 3000 students in the course of almost less than two years, uh, from 2015 to 2017, I was going, okay. So people are learning, people are growing. And I feel like I found my little spot and everybody else in the industry was happy that I found my spot too, because they, I guess this industry is a whole bunch of egos that feel like, well, he's going to take all my students. And, And I had a pastor friend to me, tell me a long time ago, he said, Barrett, if if everybody in Poseville wanted to go to church on the same Sunday, we wouldn't have enough seats for them all. And he's talking about all of the churches combined. And in the same way, the industry is just like that. And, uh, you know, there's firearms instructors out there and we don't have enough firearms instructors to teach everybody. And so that's something I learned about the industry, learned that it's very... Um, uh, people are just very protective of their knowledge, the, right. knowledge, the knowledge that they yeah, have yeah. that they've taken from other people and then regurgitated or rebranded as their own and things like that. But uh, at the same time, uh, I guess that's kind of the the long, long or the short of it. I hope that's, no, <laughs> that's, that's great. Is a good one. No, that's, that's perfect. Great. Yeah, thanks. You know, and I, I think uh, that that last little metaphor there of, you know, if everybody in Poseyville came to church on the same day, I mean, this is something that, again, a, a topic that gets brought up pretty regularly on the show, but um, you know, within the last year or so with all the new gun owners, um, you know, in the States and all these, uh, all these people that, you know, if you look at kind of pre COVID, uh, studies of just about how people leaned on firearms ownership, you know, there were, there's, you know, a big swath of people that were adamantly for adamantly against, but really most of the population was in this weird gray area where either they didn't have an opinion or they didn't have a problem with owning a gun. They just happened to not own one. Um, and then I think we've seen that data kind of flesh out in Praise the last, God. you know, 18 months to two years now because the felt need or whatever. Because just like you said, when you're at college and that happened to your friends, uh, all of a sudden it perks something up in you that goes. You're starting you know, to ask some serious questions. Yeah. That whereas before they weren't relevant or they weren't prevalent in my life as right. far as walking around carrying these questions around. But now when you introduce 2020. Mm-hmm. into people's wheelhouses when you introduce, you know, just this civil unrest and how quickly things can shift. And I think that people realize how quickly things can shift. Um, they, at the end of the day, you are, you're responsible for protecting yourself and protecting the people that are yours to protect. Nobody else is responsible for your safety. Police officers, not responsible for your safety. Government's not responsible for your safety. You're responsible for your safety and the safety of your loved ones. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what it ended up being, you know, and and this, you know, last kind of run of culture is just the felt need was there. Those fears or maybe even fears that they didn't know exist materialized. And you do start seeing, I mean, we were, you know, we launched this show uh, and f- on Valentine's Day of 2020. So we got maybe two shows in before it started to really ramp up, yeah. you know, and we're getting calls uh, right before we're t- about to film. And uh, Evan, one of our sales guys, he's getting calls from shops like we need everything you have basically. I mean, like whatever you have, we're going to take it. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of going back to our analogy about if, if, if 
everybody went to church on the same Sunday, we wouldn't have enough pews for them all in that same way. Um, we just, you know, we added 10 to 12 million new gun owners over the past two years. And then, I mean, huh, uh, we don't, everyone's back or everyone's sold out yeah. two and a half years, two, two and a half years of production of what they've already done. Everything from SIG to Walther to Daniel Defense. I mean, people are ammo companies. There's everyone's selling out of everything. So it's not even just, and we, we need to remind ourselves that it's not just um, the new time buyer too. It's also the people that are out there buying parts and everything like that. And we just, we don't have enough product to put in the hands of mm -hmm. Americans. And after we're done with that, we're not having enough product put in the hands of everybody else in the world, yeah. you know? And so, well, and then, I mean, like you were saying on even just the, the training side, you know, where people do, they just go, Hey, I have this one buddy who's a gun owner. And so you start going to them as the bastion of yeah. knowledge. And oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I know as that person. Yeah. yeah. I think we all had that person yeah. where yeah. we had to tap into somebody at, mm -hmm. yeah. and then learn as much as we could and then go from yeah. there. Yeah. Cause I think what's interesting about that is, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to have, you know, dealers all across the country, but we do have some here close to home that we're able to talk to. And some of these places that also are ranges and training facilities um, that one, they had the COVID restrictions on them for how many people they could even have in a building and they're open in their clothes and they're open in their mm -hmm. clothes. But then because of the influx of new gun owners, um, it was great to see that people were signing up for the classes, but then that was just the other, you know, glass that spilled over. It was like, we're booked up. Like if you're coming in for this class, if it's a concealed carry class or basic pistol, like, you know, we're booked for months and months and uh, trying to trying to get those things done. But I think during that time, at least to me, because I, I feel like you, there's there's a lot of egos in, in the industry and things, you know, and there was talk at the beginning of the, this gun run in 2020 where people, you know, were all over Instagram and stuff saying, ah, oh, you know, all these new gun buyers are going to be in a pawn shop in six months and all that. Frankly, I don't think we've seen that, number one. And number two, you know, I was really watching and going, how are we inviting these new people in? And I think that I think that's the nail on the head. How do we... And again, let's look at those statistics. Half of those 10 to 12 million new gun owners are black. Half of them are women. And so it's like, okay, so how do we, and, and that's the thing about the second amendment community. That's the whole thing about the firearms community. We're not racist. We love you. We love you so much that we want you to be able to defend your life and the life of your family with a firearm. And we believe that your life, no matter if you're black, white, Asian, homosexual, it doesn't matter what it is that you are. We believe that your life is inherently valuable. And so we want you to train with a firearm. That's, that's the whole point of what we do. So how do we invite people and how do we kind of, just smile at people as they mm -hmm. come in the door and say, you are absolutely welcome here. I don't know of another community other than the church of Christ that does a better job of welcoming and being kind and open hearted towards people, especially of different, just people that are not like them mm -hmm. um, to get them the knowledge that they need. Yeah. Well, well that's what's I, cool is you're combining your yeah. channel kind of combines, you know, both of those facets. And I think, I think that's what you said earlier about being an example you know, I think that's something we don't hear a lot of people in the industry talk about, you know, we, and Dustin and I kind of talk about it from a marketing standpoint, you know, we want to be a good example for a firearms uh, brand, for a firearms, you know, 
manufacturer. Just like you want to be a good example, not only as an educator, but just as a person, you know, as a person that has this big following. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something a lot of people lose sight of, especially in this industry. So like you said, you know, being that example and welcoming these people in, that's something I know we work hard to do and you as well. And one of the things that people have have spoken about me is just that I don't have that. I'm, you know, I'm, I I like the tag, you know, I'm just your friendly firearms pastor. Um, And just like, can you Mr. Roger of guns? (laughs) If if ever I can get to that point, I think that I don't know who's fighting me for that right now, but if I can get get there, that'd be great. But I don't have a military background. I don't have a law enforcement background. And I show and I demonstrate the skill set that people watch and they're like, well, wait a minute, you're not a military guy, you're not a law enforcement guy, but yet here I am training them. It's like, well, it's just a reminder that, you know, you you can grow in anything that you want to do. I mean, pick something you want to do and, mm-hmm. and it just requires discipline and a little hard work and learning from people and continue opening up your your skill set to, to grow and learn. And so I like how the True Exodus platform is a bridge between people who are just not going on earth or the introductory level into the rest of the industry. And I I've seen it. I'm really a funnel on which people come into it's their gate in which they come in and then they go their different routes, their different instructors. And I actually, I, I don't mean to toot my horn. I'm just saying you find, find me another firearms instructor that promotes instructors like I do. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. because I believe that there's a lot of people out there who have just different skill sets that have different, like if I want to go learn from, you know, if I want to go learn, close quarter combatives in a vehicle, I'm going to go to Craig Douglas over at Chivworks. If I want to learn, you know, vehicle uh, CQB and shooting it around vehicles, I'm going to go to William Petty with, um, you know, um, and, you know, or whomever I want to learn from. Mm-hmm. It's there's all those different niches and we have to find what those are. Mine just happens to be drawing from concealment and applying the fundamentals. It's like you said, there's a lot of egos in this community. And I think it's important to put those aside and just give people like the best information and give people the best avenue, especially with all these new gun owners, you it, know, it, it's difficult for, for those people to do that. And I think it's, and I have an ego too. It's, you know, it's to what varying degree do we have it? Um, I, I think what's difficult is that people have this mindset of live or die and we're not, we're not ordering a pizza. You know, we're talking about defending our life and defending the people around us with a firearm where there's a lot of things that can go wrong and every bullet that comes out of your gun has a lawyer attached to it. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a lot, like I said, what we're talking about, you know, you'll, you'll hear people say they'll pull the appeal to authority of, Oh, Oh, what you're showing people will get somebody killed one day, you know? And it's like, there's that aspect of it, but, but those people are very serious and they take it very seriously too. And, um, and I think that that's to be respected, but at the same time, I, Unfortunately, there's just a lot of ego and it, it keeps them from learning. It keeps them from, yeah. from really growing. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, Not everyone knows everything. I always tell people that too. Like no matter how long I've been in this industry, like I'm never done learning. Absolutely. I'm, I'm never done. I, I'm never the day I say I know everything like I'm, I can't do this anymore. Right. Cause I, and I'm never going to be able to say that. I don't mm-hmm. want to ever be able to say that. Absolutely. Cause it's like you said, you know, learning to draw from concealment versus shooting around cars and with vehicles involved. It's just, you know, very, these are all different styles of shooting. So, you know, what's, what's uh, interesting to me, Barrett, is that uh, even though it's not the same exact path, uh, I too used to work in vocational ministry. Very good. I was a worship director for about eight years. Very good. And, uh, I've done worship ministry for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I did it vocationally for about eight years and, and then, uh, you know, uh, I knew I liked you for <laughs> <laughs> And, but what, what I think is interesting, an interesting parallel to it, uh, to the firearms 
community and then just, you know, the, the overall church community is uh, when people do are new and they come in. They're coming in with preconceived notions of what and the community is like. It can be exactly. scary. Either one. It can be scary. Either yeah. one. Like you don't know, like, you know, what you're getting into or somebody had a, a good story or a bad story about their time yes. in either of those communities. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing, too. And, and on a, even a more macro level, uh, you know, we were talking a little earlier today while you guys are getting set up for, for your build, um, just how much, you know, we do get squashed on social. Mm. Um, and so it, it, things kind of the, the bad things or the blemishes on the industry seem to get uh, brought to the forelight. And then and they need, everything and, and they need, And I want to say, I want to say real fast that they need to be. Sure. And there are some blemishes that aren't are on the community. And one of those is that your child is more likely to shoot themselves or shoot somebody else than you are to use your firearm in self-defense. Yeah. So, you know, part of our job as, as parents and as, as um, educators is to be able to educate the, the, the community or the uh, family units as a whole, as far as what's negligence and, um, you know, communicating these things to your children and how do you go about those things and be able to memorize the four firearms of safety. I have an eight year old and a six year old right now. But every single time we pick up a gun, and I mean every single time we pick up a gun, they're filling in the blank. You know, they're, yeah. I'm, I'm asking them, we treat every gun like it's loaded. You mm -hmm. know, we, you know, we don't point the barrel at anything. We don't intend to destroy, kill, or buy. We don't place our finger on the trigger until we're made, ready to make a decision to fire. We're always sure of our target. It's foreground, it's background. So we're always educating, but parents, if they don't, if they don't know what to educate or the family unit doesn't know, then then negligence becomes one of those issues. And so I really think that part of what we do to be that welcoming is to allow, again, those easy segues, those easy bridges of education, those conversations that take place, podcasts like this, where people can listen and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I should take my firearm and I should either lock it up or I should have it on my person, because even if you don't think it's locked up, you know, kids can still get a hold of just about anything. And uh, so, you, you know, those are conversations I really feel like we should have. So I have no problem talking about the blemishes, because that's really what we need to be reducing. We don't Sure. I, and I mean more of the blemishes as far as um, the stereotypes of gun ownership, you oh, know, yeah. like what type of person is it, you know, that owns a gun. And, and Which as we've seen, that stereotype doesn't exist anymore. Like you're saying, of those new gun owners, half black, half of those are women. I mean, it's it's the it's the stereotypes that I think could kind of get us in trouble. And then a lot of other you know, bigger names catch a lot of headlines, you know, so uh, whenever something is going on with the NRA, are they bankrupt, yeah. are they whatever? And it's like, oh, gosh. And so like, it's all kind of one, one big pile. But the thing that, you know, I've seen about this community, and it was very similar to the church community was, once you get in, um, and you have a, a, a welcoming experience, and, and you make yourself open to it, you know what I mean? Like I, I felt like in, in church life, like if you were if you were going to come in and just wait for people to upset and disappoint you, that would be a lot of what you get. Long, yeah, yeah, that's going to be exactly what you get. But if you're going in there really looking for uh, really looking for a relationship, really looking for life change, really looking to well, uh, it's uh, those people those who things. understand like what's at stake. Yeah. And the people who want to learn with a firearm understand that their life is at stake. And the people who want to go to the church and learn from Christ to understand that their soul and their life is at stake as well. And so when I think when a person has that priority in, in mind, they, they're just willing to either humble themselves and open up themselves and say, I don't know anything about this. Can you can you help yeah. me? And it is a very humbling thing to have to kind of you know, show your butt to somebody and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you please help me? Yeah. And um, and of course, 
um, they just, they're, I think that that attitude is just, you're able to come into the industry a lot easier and you're going to be able, able to learn a lot more, but yeah. we have a really tolerant people. Yeah. I really feel like as a whole, we're very tolerant. We're very loving and we're very caring. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I do want to ask you about since you're wearing the shirt, sure. if you don't mind, uh, would you mind telling folks a, a little bit about uh, uh, True Builder and, yeah. and what you're working on there? So True Builder is kind of like my brainchild. Um, uh, True Builder is going to be, it's not, it's not up and running yet, but it's going to be a subscription-based website. And it's going to offer gun assembly, gun disassembly content, but uh, primarily it's going to offer premium build content. So just premium builds that we build out on camera. Uh, we have about 150 different manufacturers, um, uh, manufacturers, service providers, and retailers, online retailers, Suricote guys, just anybody who does work upon firearms, we have them on board. And what we're going to be doing is building out um, a series of gun we're gonna our guns pistols rifles shotguns hk roller block shotgun builds precision rifle builds just you name it we're gonna we just want to build it out and the goal is is to be able to build out these things on camera not only to provide the educational content but also to provide a build list with uh direct links for the people who provided uh, those products um, discounts associated with those links and then uh, we're going to give away every build that we build out on camera so when you see a build build on camera that's going to give be given automatically right back to our subscribers and then what's great about True Builder is that every 500 subscribers uh, secures a water well project for an impoverished community somewhere else in the world every year. So if we have 5,000 subscribers by the end of 2022, you know, we're going to build out 10 wells for that year. And the next year, if we have, you know, 10,000 uh, subscribers, we're going to be building out 20 wells. And so the goal is, is to take something that we all love, which is firearms and build out and to learn and to continue to grow in that um that element, but also to be able to do something that preserves life on a very fundamental level. And that's what we're about in the Second Amendment community. We're about preservation of life. And uh, we want people, we want life to continue on. That's We think it's so important that we would defend it by taking life, um, how much easier it is, is it to, you know, put together a water well project for an impoverished community. And people don't realize that, you know, well, 20% of their subscription costs uh, that they subscribe to true builder is automatically going to go to those projects. And so you're automatically getting into the benevolence aspect of it. And we're doing some really cool things. And so for example, you know, we did, um, we did two wells so far. We've already done the well building aspect of it, and mm. it's just been great to see the companies that get behind it. Faxon is actually one of those companies that is generously donated towards uh, our Uganda project. So we have a Uganda water well project that we are doing in December of 2021, and so we're going to go out there and do that. But it's uh, you know opportunities like this that make things like that happen, and I'm just very grateful and very thankful for those things. But you know, uh, wells can cost anywhere between three thousand dollars. We did a couple of them in Brazil for three thousand dollars. We did one in Honduras for seventy. $600. We've got one in Uganda for $7,500. We've got certain wells in uh, particular parts of Africa uh, that cost anywhere between $4,000 to $10,000. It's it's all about like how much, how much effort does it take to have to hump this equipment over that there mountain yeah. uh, or does there electricity involved or all of those different factors come into it. And so that was kind of the idea. And of course, that's just the, the start of True Builder. We're looking to do sustainable food resource technologies. We're looking to do orphanage building. Uh, we're looking to combat human trafficking with some uh, interesting elements that are surrounding that and also like the word of God ministries and supporting missionaries. True Builder and Water Well Projects is going to be the the kind of the this, the thumb mm -hmm. of the whole hand, but that's going to unleash over the next 20 years is the, is the goal. 
And we're we're excited to be on board. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When we met in Texas, you told me about it, and I was like, "Oh, Faxon yeah. will be will be so excited to get on board with that." Especially since uh, you know you said you wanted to come build some guns with us. Absolutely. I mean, and and I, I wanted to point out that just learning from Mark today, you know, I've built out so many different AR-15s and so many different guns and just pieced them together so many different times. But here's a man who's done it, you know, five, 6,000 times over the past two years. And he's just showing me these like little details of, well, this is how I do it. And I'm just, my, my mind is just blown <laughs> because I'm yeah. sitting there going like, there's only so many ways to do this, but you have found these very, very small ways that make this very efficient. So I love, learning new things it's in like regards to that earlier you're never done learning you're in never this done industry. Learning. as soon as as soon as you think you're done learning you're just it's yep. your toast you yeah you're lying to yourself yeah, you you're know, lying. and uh for those of you who we'll, we'll throw some uh, <laughs> uh footage up we've got quite a bit of footage on good old boy marco definitely uh, mark and, is our lead armor yeah. and he is awesome he builds and if you haven't seen his face a lot you've seen his forearms a lot <laughs> yeah, all of our, our instructional videos <laughs> for the most part yeah. are mark uh but he is one of two people here that builds all of our firearms. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a lot of experience yeah. with it. I know you guys think that we're not building any firearms right now, but I promise Mark is very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and he and that's the other thing too, the res, the depth of uh, of knowledge, the reservoir that I was speaking of earlier, he most certainly has that. It's very easy for him to communicate, very yeah. efficient and very efficient with his movements and everything that he was piecing together and helping me piece together. I was just very, very impressed, very, very happy with Mark. Very Yay. good. Very good. Well, um, Barrett, if people want to find out uh, more about you and some of the work you're doing sure. and, and maybe places they could look so they could be on the front end of some of this uh, true builder communication, Absolutely. where, where could they find you? Well, you can always find me at true Exodus, T R U Exodus, E X O D U S. And you know, you're going to Google me that way. You're going to find me pretty much anywhere you, you, you search me, <laughs> um, whether good or bad, I don't know what you're going to find, but you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, but then you can follow me at, at TRU underscore builder on Instagram. In fact, if you go to just true builder, it's I, this guy just likes feet for whatever reason. It's a foot page. Oh, no. <laughs> I messaged a guy and I said, Hey, would you like $5,000 for your Instagram name? And he said, no. <laughs> so so wow. he's pretty, and then he tried he's to tell me, dedicated. then he tried to tell me, he's like, well, this is the name of my construction company. <laughs> And I'm like, man, but your, your page is about feet, man. <laughs> I thought you were a podiatrist. Yeah, I'm no, hoping you no, were he's a not a podiatrist. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. But oh, uh, absolutely, at tru underscore builder and. Um, would love to have people follow for that. But like I said, it's a it's a brainchild looking to launch before the end of the year. But, you know, who knows, you know, yeah. um, where we're going to be at with all of that. But uh, it, it'll come when it comes. And I'm not looking to rush anything. Yeah. Looking to be as patient and as productive with that as possible. Understood. Well, understood. And we'll definitely be sharing out uh, when you guys get through your build and everything. Let people know when it's live. Absolutely. And they could go check that out on True Builders. And I don't so. imagine that this is going to be the only facts and firearm that we build out. You guys actually do a number of different firearms, not mm -hmm. only from the ION, but you all have some pistols as well. You've got some nine millimeter uh, sub guns as well. I mean, yep. you guys are really growing in kind of uh, what you've done. So it's not just barrels that you all have done. You all right. are actually assembling uh, a full, whole firearm. That is that is a, a big part of it. And it's something I know that Bob and Barry, uh, our founders, take a lot of pride in. And uh, and uh, we do. We, we have great people that work here. We have smart people that work here. Guys like Mark, you know, fill this floor and engineering and stuff uh, too. 
So it's uh, it's a it's a good place to be, and we're excited to grow with brands like yours and and um, be able to do uh, you know these are these are heart projects that you guys are working on. You know, for everybody who thinks that uh, you know influencers are a certain type of people, that's not always the case. And yeah. so uh, we've been fortunate to have uh, uh, both you and and Cameron Cushman on last episode, both yeah. with you know really you know hard hitting philanthropic you know stuff that gets that the firearms industry is is a way in uh to those to those things so i think that is fantastic so uh this week if you want to catch all the links uh to everything uh that barrett mentioned today make sure you go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 58 you could grab us wherever you get your podcasting materials and then are we giving anything away this week we are giving something away uh barrett and i both love caldwell so we're gonna do a little shout out to our caldwell friends uh i don't have one here but they sent me a pair of their new bluetooth muffs so the emacs bt pros they're awesome really good for the range you can listen to your music if you don't like the in-ear bluetooth these yeah. go over the ear they're the traditional muffs but they hook up to your music <laughs> so we're going to give away a pair of those from our friends at caldwell very good. So you can find that entry link there as well. Again, factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on and click on episode 58. Uh, and then hopefully by the time this guy posts, we'll have a special little Halloween uh, themed uh, thing we going have, on. We have a giveaway cooking. It's coming soon. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little, little, uh, little kickoff uh, teaser for that. So make sure you're watching on social for it. So Barrett, thank you so much for bringing you thank and you, your Barrett. team. Yeah, thank this you week. so much for just allowing me to talk and I appreciate that and thank you for the hospitality of course of course thank you for watching and listening we'll see you next week I am up I am up the facts of blog and podcast